Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm sure that you are expecting the beep, 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 beep of our theme tune, but I'm just here to say that today's episode is going to be a rerun of one of our most popular episodes, which is no longer available in our back history. It's the episode where Nick and I give feedback to seven students about their cue card performance. We were planning to have a new episode this week, but sadly, because of what's been happening in the UK, I'm sure many of you know that Queen Elizabeth II died 12 days ago. And so yesterday was a public holiday here because everybody was watching the funeral. And Nick and I made the decision not to record a podcast this week. Just felt a little bit wrong. Um, So that's what's happening. Um, I'm sure most people have never heard this episode because it was aired well over 18 months ago. And as I said, it's part of our Patreon only collection. So sit back, enjoy Nick and I giving really detailed feedback to seven students about their cue cards. If you struggle in speaking part two, it's going to be really useful for you. And then next week, actually, I'm having an operation, but we're going to record the podcast early anyway. So we'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode in your feed. Take care until then. And can you hear that? Here comes the theme tune. Beep, beep, beep. Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two ex-examiners talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are giving IELTS part two feedback. What happens when you speak too quickly? How important are the use of idioms? And what is good topic-specific vocabulary? Nick, how are you? Hello, welcome to the heat wave. Oh my god, mate, I am melting. <laughs> it's very, very, very hot here as well. It's too much. I'm very, very glad that this is a podcast and not some sort of video recording because people <laughs> can see me now with my like red face. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, it's too much, isn't it? Really, it's really, really warm. It's been 33 degrees here for the last couple of days, and wow. it doesn't it doesn't show any sign of changing at the minute, unfortunately. I know. The thing is, I mean, if we could just go to the beach now or have a nice walk by the lake, I'd love it, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is when you're sitting inside trying to work and you can see the sun through the window (laughs) and you want to go outside. Um, Have you had had a chance to play with the new toys that you got last week? Not that much chance. Well, I've been using my phone, obviously, and it's, you know, it's just an iPhone, but a bit smaller and a bit faster, which is fine. Um, The Mac... I haven't really had a chance to sit down and, and do everything that I want to do with it yet to sort of set it up. But I will say I charged it on Monday when I bought it yeah. to 100%. I've been listening to a little bit of music on it and browsing the web on it. And it's still got more than 50% battery left. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I've been spending about an hour an hour, to, hour or two a day just messing about. That's with it. ridiculous. Crazy, yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I love my old computer, but the one thing that... It's just the battery. If I don't plug it in, it basically dies within mm-hmm. five minutes. So to be able to just plug it and still have it running days later. That's great. That's amazing. All right. Fantastic. So let's get going, Nick, before we like become puddles on the floor. So um, today's episode is all about speaking part two. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully lots of you listened last week where um, we spoke about the three steps 
to having a good cue card performance. And then at the end of last um, episode, we asked people to send in a sample of their part two. We had three questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just listened to all of, well, most of the ones that were sent in. So let's just think, what were the three questions? There was... Um, describe, describe a puzzle. Ah, right. Describe a puzzle that you've done. So it was like a crossword, a Sudoku or Jigsaw. They were just the examples, right? Mm-hmm. So a, a, a puzzle that you've done. Tall building. A, a tall building that you like or dislike. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Boring. <laughs> and... Um, an older person who you admire. Yep. So they were the three questions. We chose those because hopefully they will get like a range of different language, right? Because we've mm-hmm. got, you know, people, buildings and something from the past. We had a great response. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to look at every student's answer today. Mm-hmm. Um, some people sent in multiple answers, which is great. But, you know, if you are chosen, we will only just be looking at one of your answers. Mm-hmm. So first of all, Thank you to everybody who participated. If you don't hear your name and you're speaking now, don't worry. Nick and I will email you sometime during this week yep. to give you some feedback. Right? Mm-hmm. It's really important. We really are grateful for everybody who participated because otherwise we wouldn't have an episode today. Um, all right. So I thought this weekend, um, I've spent the whole weekend going back over all of our previous blog posts because I don't know if anybody's interested, but our blog has been, what can we call it? Upgraded, Ooh. beautified, a word my mum used, titty fillard. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think it could have just been my, one of my mum's words that she invented. <laughs> Basically, um, we have... But yeah, upgraded the blog so it looks more like our main website, all right? It's just a nicer experience for everybody who's going to go on there now. It just looks prettier. It's easier to read. The formatting's better. So over the weekend, I had to go back through all the old blog posts. So that's all of the podcast episodes, all of my blogs. I think it's about 150 of them. And I just had to like make a lot of changes because with the new design, a lot of the formatting got put out of place and it didn't look very good. What I noticed as I was doing this was I had a look at the this episode that we did last year, right? Because this is the second time that we've mm-hmm. analysed Speaking Part 2. And at the start of that episode, we did a little quiz mm. about Part 2. Like, how much do you know? So I thought maybe today we could repeat that. Okay. Now, it might not be the same questions because I'm just making them up right now in my head, Nick. All right. <laughs> so if you're listening, play along because this is really to check your understanding, not Nick's. All right. So... <laughs> Nick, question number one. How long does speaking, the the section of speaking part two last? Three to four minutes. Correct. All right. Mm. So in the, before we have the cue card, you get given some time to make notes. How long are you given? A minute. Mm -hmm. Do you have to take that minute? You don't have to. If you don't want to, you can say I'm ready to start if, if you're ready. Right. Yeah. Would you recommend to the students to do that or not to do that? Strongly not recommend doing that. (laughs) I I think that's a very polite way of saying, please don't do that. Yeah. Why not? Why do you think that's a bad idea? Because you've got given, you've been given a minute to think about it, to make some notes, to really help Mm -hmm. you. So why waste it? Why like ignore that opportunity? I also think from an examiner's perspective, when students do say they're Mm -hmm. ready to start early, I always have that feeling of like, oh, oh, okay then. All right, good luck. Like, (laughs) it seems a bit strange when students don't take that minute. I mean, obviously we don't penalise students for that. Yeah. 
But I do think it hires my expectation of their performance if they don't take it. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. Right. So then we have to speak continuously. How long for? Uh, For one to two minutes. Okay, good. So for our... Is it a good idea to finish at one minute? Not really. <laughs> no. Um, I think definitely you probably want to be still talking mm-hmm. at two minutes. Yep. If you are still talking at two minutes, what will the examiner say to you? Thank you. Right. So thank you means stop speaking now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a problem if, if, you, if the examiner says thank you? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a very good thing. Yeah, definitely. It shows that you've been able to speak fluently for the whole two minutes mm-hmm. um if you finish early mm-hmm. what might the examiner say to you to encourage you to speak for longer they might say can you tell me more about and then choose something from your from your that you've already said basically right so if the examiner says that to you that's great if they say that does that lower the student score um i'm not sure to be honest i guess it would in a way because the student had stopped speaking after right. after a short amount think, of time. Yeah, I guess if, I it so- depends, I guess, because if the topic's really difficult and they don't have much to say, mm-hmm. then that might not be so bad. Right. And I sometimes think that if the student then goes on and recovers mm. and is able to keep speaking, I usually think that probably doesn't have as a, a very effect, minimal yeah. effect mm-hmm. on your score. Maybe the difference between an eight and a nine, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the two minutes, if the examiner says thank you mm-hmm. what will um will they uh, what will happen then they may ask a follow-up question but it's quite unlikely i think yeah if you've spoken for the full two minutes i think probably the the four minutes mm-hmm. of the section's probably done yep. if they do ask you that follow-up question how mm-hmm. long should the student's answer be if it's a yes or no question just answer yes or no yeah um or one mm-hmm. sentence really is all I you agree. need yeah yeah i mean certainly if you've spoken for the two minutes that question should be just you know do other people like this type of music yes it's very popular in my country finish Mm -hmm. thank you can i have the pen and paper back the only time i would say you might want to speak a bit longer is if you do finish very early like if if the examiner said can you tell me anything more about that and you say no (laughs) which i don't think anybody listening to us would Would do do that that, (laughs) but if they did then when they ask you the follow-up question you better make sure you try and speak at least to show some language then i think Mm -hmm. yeah in terms of the cue card do you have to cover all of the all of the bullet points within the two minutes definitely not no you know if you've been following us for even a week you will know that we Mm -hmm. don't recommend that you even look at the bullets to be honest you just cover the main topic Mm -hmm. all right nick very good past you um (laughs) your knowledge 10 out of 10 for speaking part two so let's get on with it then so we're going to look today at seven different performances and i've i thought what we do nick is we group Mm -hmm. different students um attempting the same cue card all right so i thought we'd start with the cue card, which was um, describe a person, an older person who you admire. So let's get going then. So the first person we've got is um, Adua. She very kindly, Nick, said, if I can't pronounce the name, we could call her AJ. But okay. I can, right? So we've got <laughs> Adua, who's from Ghana. Mm. She's going to answer this question. So I guess, you know, as you're listening... Think, try and think that you are the examiner, right? Just try and think, you know, how would you grade the student? Just remind everybody, what are the four areas that we're listening for as we listen in part two? So we're going to be listening for fluency and coherence. Right. 
um, which is how well connected the language is, whether there's any pauses for language and things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, we're also going to be listening for lexical resource, which is vocabulary, of course. We want to hear some nice topic-specific vocabulary. Yep. Um, grammar. Mm -hmm. Are there a variety of uh, constructions used? Are there any mistakes with grammar? And mm -hmm. finally, pronunciation, which means is the pronunciation of individual words correct? Mm -hmm. And how good is the intonation? Exactly. So why don't you try and do that at home so you can start to get a feel for, you know, what we're listening for. I'd also say then just in general, for this type of question, a person that you admire, what are the sort of classic pitfalls or the places where students go wrong with cue cards that ask you to describe a person? I would say simplistic language might be. Mm -hmm. Simplistic, like my friend is really nice. My friend is really friendly. Yeah, so like simplistic adjectives to mm -hmm. describe the person, yeah. definitely. I, th I think idioms might be one of the things which people can go wrong on. They might try too hard mm, to use idiomatic language, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other classic one which we've discussed before with people is that people focus too much on, you know, the adjectives mm -hmm. and not enough on the actual explanation Ex yeah. or examples, examples to support mm -hmm. those adjectives because you know as we said last week it's very very difficult to answer just with adjectives so I often think with people students often finish early mm -hmm. I think it's one of those cards where you know I think students are sort of well I've described my friend it's a minute and a half I don't have anything left to say yeah. so let's see how Adawa gets on and then so we'll listen now and then come back and Nick and I will give feedback I have a number of people that I admire, but the one who stands out of the lot is my immediate supervisor. I admire her because um, she is eloquent and each time at work we pitch our business proposals to companies due to her ability to speak well and the fact that she's analytical about the things we are proposing, we end up getting the deal. Aside her being eloquent, um, she's also a team player and she's able to bond with her team members a lot. I say this because um, when I joined the team, I thought she was not that um, cooperative. However, after some number of years that I had worked with her, I noticed that she bonds well. She teaches you when you go wrong. She corrects you. And she's able to ensure that you're always doing the right things. One other thing I really admire about my supervisor is uh, she has a thing for fashion. And she loves shoes. She loves good clothes. And she has shown me a lot about high street fashion. So... Uh, she's taught me how to go online and be able to um, browse through some of these online shops of these high street brands. So we end up visiting the Zara website or the ASOS website, go through the things they, they have displayed, and we're able to handpick items into our shopping carts and pay with our, our debit cards. Although we are not in the UK or in Europe, we end up 
shipping these items uh, to us in Ghana. She does so well by sometimes going through it and then I'm there and she'll send me an image of an item she thinks will really look good on me and end up paying for that item for me. I like my supervisor because of these unique qualities that she possesses. All right, so that was Adwa. Mm. I think a very, very good... Very strong. Very, very strong. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, well done. You know, if I was if I was your examiner, I'd be listening, thinking, okay, this person's sort of sailing to a very high score. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think would be her strongest of, you know, of the four band descriptors, which were the strongest there, do you think? I think the Lexus probably was the strongest, and Fluency. Fluency and Lexus, mm-hmm. hands down for me, mm-hmm. um, were the great things. You know, you know, even just the the um, adjective she used at first to describe her boss, eloquence. That's mm-hmm. not an adjective I hear very often, right? Yes. But more than just single words, she had loads of really nice expressions, you know, like pitch a business proposal. She's a team player, bond mm-hmm. with team members, has a thing for fashion. Very good, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was lovely, right? Browse, handpick, loads of good stuff there. Um, I think the fluency was great. There was I, I, there were no pauses for language. No pauses there? for language at all, yeah. yeah Fantastic. No. So extremely strong. You know, I'd say for both of those, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that would be a student. You know, if they came to us, I would be hoping she would be able to get eight in those areas, yep. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, what about grammar and pronunciation? Well, I did notice a couple of very small grammar mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them that stuck out to me was she said when she was talking about um, online, buying things online. Yeah. She said that this person has shown me a lot. Right. Rather than shown me a or lot, or shown, or just shown me, shown me lots, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but very minimal. Very minimal. I think for grammar, I mean, I would say that most of the sentences were error-free. So yeah. So I mean, again, I mean, I would say you know, I would be hoping you'd be able to reach an eight there. Yeah. You know, we'd have to hope that. I think part one tends to be where people make the grammar mistakes, so we need to listen to that. Mm-hmm. In terms of pronunciation, fantastic intonation. Intonation was superb. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what? I've just got an issue with two of the words mm-hmm. from that. Do you know which two they might be? Mm, not sure. Go on, tell me. So, I think first of all, um, AJ, when you said work, mm-hmm. it was. The sound er uh, was kind of missing. It was more like, oh, I can't even pronounce it now. It was more like wok. It was too short instead of uh, work. Like wok, yeah. It was wok. work. <laughs> and also, when you said visiting, mm-hmm. be careful with the ing sound, right? You said visit. I know in English we swallow it, but there is still an ung sound. Mm-hmm. Whereas you said more like visitin with no ung at all. Mm-hmm. You sort of swallowed the end of that word. However, again... S- small mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Very in small. general, I I would say, I would hope, I would say, re- realistic for this student, I'd say minimum of seven for the, you know, oh, that definitely. would be their goal. Definitely. Mm-hmm. For the whole test, I would hope you'd be able to get a 7.5 kind of comfortably and maybe even an eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. hope so too. Mm-hmm. So, as we said, as we always say, we can't give students an accurate score based only on part two particularly for fluency and coherence, because a lot of that is about how you are able to deal with the really difficult questions in part three. Mm-hmm. But AJ, I think you did a great job there. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, I, very good. Yeah, I, you know, I'd say if 
start focusing on other parts of the test maybe because I would say your speaking is pretty much unless you need a nine is pretty much there already okay so let's move on we've got a second person now we've got Namata who's also going to describe a person who's older than her um, that she admires same thing because it's the same marking criteria have a listen you know as examiners we're not supposed to compare students really are we that is the wrong way to work if you're an examiner right every student who comes in gets a fresh sheet Mm -hmm. however i would say you know for you as the students listening to the way that other people answer the questions can give you an idea of like where your performance is Mm -hmm. so you know have a listen to this one same thing we're going to listen for the fluency the lexis the grammar and the pronunciation first cue card is describe an old person you know uh, well being a extrovert i love to interact with new people especially from different backgrounds and culture i vividly remember the day when there was an indian science conference in the lovely profession university where above 2000 scientists and researchers from across the india were invited in the event and there were some uh, researchers and scholars were also invited all were uh, together all were gathered in the auditorium of the university and uh, uh, all the teachers students were also invited in the auditorium just to attend the event and uh, when i entered the auditorium uh, the ambience was totally amazing everyone was enthusiastic to see the prime minister of india researchers scholars to be very honest i arrived early in the auditorium so that i can sit along with my colleagues and we can enjoy this uh, uh, moment and when i was sitting alone and i was waiting for my friends an old gentleman came to my seat and asked me to sit along with me um he asked in a very polite manner which forced me actually to allow him to sit and uh, then he started conversating with me uh, he introduced himself in a more unexpectedly way by showing his research paper on the mobile phone i was all ear listening to his uh, achievements well during the conversation i came to know that he was a former associate professor from the lovely profession university now he is working in uh, isro insro a research organization i was so amazed and i can say i was astonished when i searched on google about his achievements awards rewards thank you <laughs> that's where we're going to interrupt mm-hmm. um the now i think still a very good performance nick yes very good overall yeah um probably not quite as strong as aj no not quite no so let's have a go through then so you know in terms of fluency let's start with that one mm-hmm. was Je- she able and willing to keep going for the two minutes definitely yeah she was yeah fluency was th- was good overall I think fluency is probably your strongest part there, Namata, because I, I, it did feel like you were comfortably able to keep, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on then to Lexis. What do you think about Namata's Lexis? Generally, very good. Um, mm-hmm. I would say overall, definitely enough for a seven and enough topic-specific Lexis. But I think the problem for anything higher where, where she would come unstuck is there's, there's, there are too many errors with Lexis. 
There are definitely, and and I mm-hmm. say, I think you're a very good example, Amata, of word form errors, right? Because mm-hmm. you've chosen the right word, mm-hmm. but the form of the word is not sometimes always right. So, for example, you know, when you were talking about the man who came next to you, he said, you know, he started conversating with me. Conversing, or it should be, mm-hmm. shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be conversing, right? There's no word conversating. No. You could say he started having a conversation. You could. Mm-hmm. Or, as Nick said, conversing, but you can't say conversating. Mm-hmm. Um, the second, same sort of mistake is when you said, you know, he introduced himself in a more unexpectedly way. Mm. In an unexpected we, way, it should be. Yeah, you can't say unexpectedly way, it should be unexpected. So there were a couple of definite word form mm-hmm. errors there. Um, there were also, I don't know, do we say the word scholars in English when we're talking about people from universities Not it really. doesn't i don't think we do no it's, it's a word that i've noticed a lot from our um indian students mm-hmm. in their essay writing i think you could say you know lecturers mm-hmm. even professors but rather than scholars, scholars yeah. um and then i don't know i struggled the first time i listened to this i had to play it back there was a time she said i was all ear listening to his achievements did you hear that one? i did yes mm-hmm. all so ears, what's the mis- it should be yeah it has to be I was all ears, plural. Saying I was all ear just sounds a bit strange, but mm-hmm. it is an attempt at a very good idiom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Lexis is good, but I do couple, think you just... A couple got... of pre- uh, prepositional errors as well that I noticed that I want to mention. Um, she said we were invited in the event. Mm-hmm. We always get invited to an event in English. Um, and searched on Google about his achievements. It should be searched on Google for his achievements. I wrote that one down as well. Yeah. yeah. So dependent prepositions, mm-hmm. always a struggle. Um, we've got a blog post about that. So maybe go and have a look at that, Namata, because, you know, again, they're not the sort of thing that will probably, they probably won't stop you getting a seven, but they would stop you getting an eight, I mm-hmm. think, for vocabulary. Um, in terms of grammar... Pretty good in general, I think. In, in general, yes, pretty good. Again, mm-hmm. um, the mistakes that I heard here, you know, she said there was above two thousand scientists. Should be over, over, mm-hmm. right, or more than. You can't use above means like higher than. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the the main one for me is when when the man came. You said he asked me to sit along with me, sit beside me. He, yeah, or even you know, he asked me if he could sit next to me mm-hmm. or something like that. Sit beside me. But he didn't ask me to sit along. He asked me if he could mm-hmm. sit along. Um, and then there was a very small one. You said all were gathered. Mm-hmm. In English, you can't use all on its own as a subject, right? You it have has to, to be say everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone or all the people or mm-hmm. all the, I don't know, what are you if you go to a conference? All the guests. Guests, attendees, attendees were gathered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, good. So, again, though, I don't see massive problems with grammar. I would say maybe Namata's weakest error is pronunciation. Mm. So, I think you've got to be very careful, Namata, when you pronounce V, the V sound, right? So, you said, I'm an extrovert, mm-hmm. but it should be, what should it be? Extrovert. A vert, a v- right? Mm-hmm. A V sound. In the same way, when we've got a W sound at the beginning, word like when... Mm-hmm you have a tendency to pronounce that with the V sound, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of switching the Ws and the Vs. So yeah. you said then instead of when, and extra wert instead of extra vert. Um, there was also a small issue with colleagues, the stress. You said colleague or something, I mm-hmm. think, 
two words. And also, when you pronounce former, mm-hmm. I thought you said he farmer. was a farmer. <laughs> a farmer. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, how interesting. There's a farmer at a conference. And then I had to realize, oh, he was a former mm-hmm. um I think I think yeah that was that was a that was an issue I noticed on a couple of occasions. I think the sentence the intonation in the sentences was was very good. Mm-hmm. But I do think individual word pronunciation and intonation in a, occasionally the stress was on the wrong part of the word. Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah. to me, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, very strong. But I just just take a little bit of time, you know, you can record yourself and listen back I think for mm-hmm. the pronunciation. Um but yeah, I mean, I would hope, I'd say you're aiming definitely for a seven, mm-hmm. but I would say you're the sort of student, Amata, if you came to us, I'd, I'd feel like we just need to clean you up, is mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> language I'd say, right? Just mm-hmm. to sort of tidy everything and just make sure we're not making simple pronunciation mistakes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that your Lexis, just to work on a little bit of that Lexis mm-hmm. to get that bit more accurate but still a very good job all right so now we're leaving the people that we admire and we are moving on to a tall building which you like or dislike so Mm -hmm. let's just say from the beginning anybody who attempted this question thank you it's a hard question isn't it well because it's hard and it's boring and it's i I can imagine of all of the three questions it would be the one that i would attempt least Mm -hmm. or last sorry Mm -hmm. i guess or want to attempt least so we're going to start then um, with Dolores, mm-hmm. our lovely Dolores, who's from Ecuador, and she is going, yeah, to describe a building that she likes or dislikes. Again, listen for all of the four areas. Maybe this time, just trying to think, you know, what do you think is her strongest area and what maybe could be the area which she could work on most? My eyes I would like to describe the chart. It is near the central area of London. Oxide London Bridge Tube Station, to be precise, is one of the tallest buildings in the UK. I don't know exactly how high it is. The Chart owns a world-winning bar and restaurant. There are three of them, but I have no idea about their names. It has a five-star hotel where I suppose only wealthy people can afford to stay in. I read somewhere that all suites come with binoculars. The chart provides the best views at 360 degrees panoramas for up to 40 miles. It has business offices and of course a couple of gift shops where the visitors and tourists can buy Souvenir for the relatives. The shard resembles a semi-large glass pyramid because at the pointed part is not complete. The shard is a 72-story skyscraper. The offices are at the bottom floors, restaurants and hotel in the middle part and the residential in the residential part and observatory in the top part. I really like this place because of the viewing gallery. It has two levels which you are free to explore as long as you wish in the 
In here, there are 12 augmented telescopes which allow you to zoom any part of London. Just a warm, please try not to look into someone's bedroom. All right, so that was Dolores. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, you and I know Dolores, don't we? We do. We see her a couple of times a week, at least. Very well. And we do see her because she's one of our students who always switches on her uh, camera, yes, her video. Yes, and thank you for doing that, Dolores. It's so nice every time to see your face and to see you smile. A massive <laughs> pleasure. She's of all, you know, if, if I turn up to a live lesson and Dolores is in it, I know it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the thing, I have a joke with Dolores because every time we, um, every time we do a lesson, She's always so forthcoming with an answer, right? But mm-hmm. very often, because she's politely put herself on mute, I can see her mouth moving on the video, mm-hmm. but I, can, I can't hear anything. So I always say to her, at least once a lesson, I say, Dolores, you're on mute, right? Mm-hmm. So I know Dolores well. And the one thing I know about Dolores mm-hmm. is that she is extremely talkative. She's very talkative. In a very good way, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would love to go for a cup of tea with Dolores because I know that if, we, you know, from the minute we sat down, we probably wouldn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. you know for an hour i don't think dolores that this particular part two was a very good example of your fluency no. because why do you think nick it did sound like she was reading from a script i think dolores you were reading i think that you prepared that mm-hmm. it almost sounded it sounded like you'd googled the like why visit the shard website <laughs> and it like pulled off some of the information which, you know, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy you participated, but we know that you can't, you know, in, in the exam, you can't read, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's really important when you practice that you practice in exam conditions, mm-hmm. which means that you just use the information you've got in your head yep. to answer the question. So I think for fluency, this was, there were lots of pauses here, but I don't think that's very representative. No, I think, I think in general, Dolores' fluency is better than this usually, I would oh, say. much better. Yeah, yeah, much better. I just think there were lots of pauses and mm-hmm. you, and it was a bit slow because I think you were reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would probably say for fluency, this would be a six, but I don't think it's, it's hard to score because I don't think it, you were actually speaking. I think you were, you were probably reading. Mm-hmm. Um. So the fluency is a bit difficult for this one. In terms of the actual um, vocabulary, mm-hmm. I mean, you did have like nice vocabulary, like some nice topic specific vocabulary, right? Like a, the semi-large glass, the pointed part. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolores said it's a 72 stories skyscraper. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very common error yep. that people make. If you are using story as an adjective so that just means if you if you are saying after story a Mm -hmm. noun Mm -hmm. you cannot use the plural so you could say it's a skyscraper with 72 stories yes that's good because there's no noun after story but if you want to add a noun afterwards you have to say it is Mm -hmm. a 72 story skyscraper and the same applies to floor as well floors it's the same with age right Mm -hmm. so she's a she is 12 years old, good, mm-hmm. but she is a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, we can't say 12 years old girl. Yeah. No, this is a really common error. I mean, Very it's not common a, error, yes. It's not a killer error, mm. but it is noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was some good Lexis. Um, grammar, actually. did well, I, I noticed two grammar mistakes, but what did you pick up, Nick? The first one that I noticed was um, the double use of where and in. 
Yeah. Yeah. In so she said where mm-hmm. only uh, the wealthy can afford to stay in. But we wouldn't use in with where because where is already our preposition. Yeah, where kind of is a strange word. It, it, it's like which and a preposition in one word, in one isn't word. it? Mm-hmm. So you can say where only healthy people can afford to stay, stop, or, or which, which. Mm-hmm. only healthy people could afford to stay in. That was mm-hmm. the first one, definitely. Um, the other one that I noticed was, at some point, Dolores, she said it comes with binoculars, but I don't really understand what the it was mm. mm-hmm. there. So I don't know, really, there was no reference for that. Um, did you? Was that the other one that you spotted? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. All right, then. So I would say, though, the thing, Dolores, that we really need to work on, I think just like, um, maybe a bit like the Marta, but maybe more so, mm-hmm. is pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So Dolores is from a Spanish-speaking country, mm-hmm. um, and I think you can hear the influence of, of Spanish your first language here, right? Even from the Shada, right? You know, like there was not very strong D at the end. It was like the Shad. And it was hard for me to even actually understand what the building was at the beginning. So I think there's a definite, you're missing the pronunciation, the hard D, Mm -hmm. the same with outside. It was more like outside. I don't want to do the pronunciation, but like building again, you've got to make sure you get those Ds correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and also there was a missing sh sound, restaurants. Um, just in general, that's the one thing I think that we're going to have to work on with you, Dolores. Do you think that's right, Nick? Yeah, I do. And I think there's a very, very strong uh, rolling R in a lot of this, in a lot of her words ah, as well. But we, we talked about response. this last week and she's, that's one thing she wants to work on, this R mm-hmm. sound, mm-hmm. which again is very Spanish. Right. And, you know, when I, you know, in languages that need that are as English people, because we don't have that. We don't have it, do we? Yeah. So it's a disaster. (laughs) Struggle. (laughs) Yeah. I've got another student in Indonesia who's been having really, he's got amazing pronunciation, except for the R's. And Mm -hmm. I said to him, you almost want to like inject your tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you go to the dentist Mm -hmm. and they give you that injection so you can't use Mm -hmm. your mouth. You almost need to like dead your tongue when you're speaking English. So I think, yeah, that's another good point there. So. Thank you, Dolores. That was good. I think the one thing from that is definitely we, in the next few weeks, are going to have a look at your pronunciation. All right. So let's move on then to um, Aisha, who's from Pakistan, mm-hmm. um, who's also going to talk about a building. I think, I won't say anything. Let's just listen. At the end of it, you tell me what you think is the one piece of advice you would give to Aisha. Mm-hmm. Bye. resident of uh, Karachi, Pakistan, I must say that there are a lot of buildings and structures in uh, Karachi that are quite appealing. But today I'm going to talk about one of the uh, buildings uh, in Karachi that were recently constructed and there was a lot of buzz about it. Basically, it's a condominium with, I think it has uh, 30 floors. I'm not very sure about it but because uh, I just heard it uh, on a local news uh, channel since there was a lot of publicity about it and there was a public event for the inauguration of their building for about uh, six months ago uh, I'm not pr- pr- sure about it so um, everybody went for the uh, there were, uh, was a lot of crowd witnessing the, uh, to witness the inauguration of the building but since I'm a doctor I have a lot of on my pl- uh, a lot on my plate and I was to with well but recently about three weeks ago when I was visiting one of my friends who lives near the coast uh, 
I was stopped at um, I had to stop uh, on one of the road traffic signals and I observed that there was a building of an imposing appearance from some distance to me and uh, I was very sure that it is Imar uh, Imar Towers because uh, uh, I heard that 50% of the building was constructed with uh, black glass and 50% was concrete so uh, I was bowled over by its physical appearance and uh, also one of the things that I li- liked about the building was that it uh, the view that the residents would have it uh, it looked over the bay and I'm very sure that the residents uh, would be quite uh, impressed and uh, drawn by the amazing view of the sea so these are two of the things that made me like the building very much and it is it gives an in uh, distinctive uh, features to the, uh, to the building also i uh, can uh, i heard that it has all the mod coins uh, like uh, it has a lift it has a perfect security system and the most appealing thing that i liked i would uh, reiterate that it was a, a appealing structure because uh, constructing a condominium with a glass is something that is quite unique Okay, so Nick, how how I want to ask you a question. How do you feel <laughs> mm-hmm. after listening to Aisha's two minutes? How did I feel? How do you feel? Yeah, overloaded with information. Tired would be. My... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope Aisha. If you're, I really hope you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. If you compare your two minutes to any of the speakers who've come before and any who have come afterwards, Mm -hmm. I hope you can just see how quickly Mm -hmm. you speak. It's not just, you know, I work with a lot of students and I say, you know, you should probably talk maybe 5% more slowly. This is not 5%, is it? This is 50%. Yeah. I would say if we started to play you at 50% feet, like playback speed... It would be the right thing. Now, some students may be saying, but come on, we're looking for fluency. She kept going. She did. Yeah, extremely well. quickly mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. two minutes. But what's the problem with, with the way... The that problem is it's too now? fast and it really, really severely affects your pronunciation and intonation because everything just rolls together and there's no, there's a real lack of stress. It sounds like a machine gun, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's exactly that, what we call machine gun pronunciation. And... Mm-hmm. This is specifically mentioned, you know, if you're an examiner, this is, I cannot tell you strongly enough. I almost found it impossible to listen to you. Like if, if genuinely, I should like, think about it like this. If you came in and spoke to me like that for 14 minutes, mm-hmm. when you left, I, well, number one, I think I'd have to start doing something with my hands just to try and say like, <laughs> slow down. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have a headache. Our brains can't process words that quickly. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, Aisha, you don't have a problem with fluency, but if you speak like that, you are going to get a much lower score than you deserve. Mm-hmm. A much, much, much lower score than you deserve. And also, you're putting so much pressure on yourself. I don't know, if we could count the number of words that you spoke <laughs> compared to all the other students, you, you probably have at least twice as many. Yeah, I think so. It's just too, it's just too much. It's too difficult for you to keep going. I mean, what can, round of applause that you did manage to. (laughs) Um, Okay. I, to be honest, don't really want to give much more feedback because I think that would be the only thing, the only piece of advice that I would give to you. Yeah. In amongst it, what I could hear was lots of nice topic specific vocabulary. Yes, for sure. Right? Mm -hmm. Like condominium, three floors, black glass, lift, perfect security system. Great. Um, there are just a couple of strange things in there as well. You said that 
you were driving and there was a building of opposing appearance. I don't really understand what that meant. Maybe there was a building opposite me mm. that appeared opposite me, mm-hmm. um, maybe. And then in terms of grammar, um, you said that there was a building that were recently should be constructed. Was. Mm-hmm. Should be was. Um, and then you said it was made with a glass but glass, the material is uncountable. Yeah, so it should be it should be made of glass or with glass. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to add to that one, Nick? Not really. I mean, I, I again, I thought I've written down here the grammar overall was very good, like you, very good topic specific vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was too fast, and on occasion we I just missed words because I it was too quick. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's too quick for me to actually genuinely give you a score i think Mm -hmm. so i want to really thank you for taking the time to do this because i think it i really hope that hearing your performance in the context of other students will help you to understand that the literally the only thing you need to do is breathe (laughs) (laughs) slow down breathe and just have the confidence like fluency is not about speaking as fast as you can fluency is about adding stress you know, mm-hmm. telling, sort of pointing to important bits with your voice. Um, yeah, make your, li- make your life in the examiner's life a little bit easier. Just slow down, love. All right, so there were our two buildings. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to what puzzle. I thought was a crazy question about <laughs> yeah, a puzzle. And a we're actually going to listen to three here because randomly, I thought it's amazing, we got three students who talk about three different types of puzzle. Yes. So I thought, why not play it? Because, you know, this is such a strange question. It's good to hear lots of samples. So we're going to start with Sakshi, um, who talks about Sudoku. Again, what do you think is Sakshi's strongest point And what do you think is her weakest? My eyes there are a lot of puzzles in today's scenario even in when i was in my childhood i used to do lot of puzzles whether they were related to that animal zigzags or any alphabetic crosswords and all that stuff but when i grew up when i grew up i started doing sudoku uh, that was my basic puzzle which I started doing because I was very fond of mathematics so I uh, loved Sudoku very much and uh, uh, Sudoku uh, involves a lot of mathematical expressions like 1 to 9 mathematical numbers especially uh, they, we have to arrange them uh, uh, there were a lot of gaps in between them it is it was a kind of grid uh, in which we have to fill the numbers one to nine so that uh, no no number can be repeated in each row in each column or in a particular square box so where there are actually nine boxes in that puzzle and we um, we just make sure there we have to uh, solve in order to make sure that there will be no repetition of uh, let, uh, numbers one to nine in that particular box and initially it was very difficult to me for me to solve that uh, uh, sudoku puzzle but uh, by the time gradually i i became an expert uh, because i took help from the google uh, to how to solve it and how to create the numbers uh, how to find the numbers uh, relevantly uh, 
इन देर आर एक्चुअली फाइव लेवल्स सो आई स्टार्टेड डूइंग फ्रॉम द फर्स्ट लेवल बट येस आई मैनेज टू रीच टू द फिफ्थ लेवल बाय द टाइम आई लव डूइंग दिस आई इन्जॉयड अ लॉट बिकॉज इट सेव इट कंज्यूम लॉट ऑफ टाइम एंड आई इन फैक्ट इन माई बस कम्यूटिंग राइट टू माई कॉलेज आई ऑलवेज टू पजल्स विद मी सो दैट आई कैन सॉल्व इट and it was a really nice task to do it um, and this is it. all right so that was sachi now okay i've got this different stuff to say that i would say if if aisha was like a bullet train <laughs> in terms of the speed that she went mm. i say sachi was she's not like maybe not quite a bullet train but she's still very much on the fast track isn't she's she she's quite fast yes that's one of yeah. the things i'd written down so mm-hmm. That's maybe, you know, just to follow on from the last one, you know, Ayesha, even what you've just listened to there is still, I think, a bit too quick. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why speaking so quickly is a problem is not just for intonation, as we spoke about before, but nope. it's also, I think, I get the feeling, Sakshi, that you feel a little bit panicked. Mm. I get the feeling sometimes, you know, when students are asked to talk to two minutes, it's a bit like somebody's holding a gun against them mm-hmm. and it's like speak and there's this feeling of fear Mm. and that fear i think is what leads to the fast speech Mm -hmm. but more importantly i think it leads to errors yep and there were quite a few here actually weren't there right because i think the panic of like i've got to keep going i've got to keep going it it just leads you to not really i think i think your mouth is moving more quickly than your brain if Mm -hmm. that makes sense and i think that comes to errors so let's start right from the beginning last week we spoke about you know it can sometimes be a good idea to have an introduction mm-hmm. that you use for every part two, if that makes you feel comfortable and it gives you, what's the word, confidence. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Sakshi's done here, but I don't think the introduction was very good. Do you remember what she said? Yeah. Um, I thought it was good, but there was a big mistake with this. There are a lot of puzzles in today's scenario. Right. Which doesn't really which... make sense. But as a general introduction with better vocabulary, it could have been okay. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. if that is the introduction that you're using in today's scenario, please stop because scenario in that context doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. So you could just say, you know, there are a lot of puzzles today. Mm -hmm. And even when I was a child, because I thought, you know, the ones that you spoke about as a child was good, but Mm -hmm. you need to just lose the word scenario from that introduction. All right. So then what else, what other sort of mistakes did we hear? Just a lot of, um, basic tense errors and mm-hmm. when i mean she corrected it but she said when i when i grow up instead of when i was growing up or when yeah. i grew up she's corrected grow up to grew it to grew up but it should yeah. have been was growing up i think or shouldn't it really? i think that would be better yeah yeah again interesting you picked up on lots before instead of mm-hmm. a, you know a lot it's the same here i used to do lot of puzzles a lot of puzzles it should be instead of a lot of or lots of puzzles yeah mm-hmm. there was also quite a lot of times actually when you said by the time mm-hmm. But you never actually finish that, you know, by the time I was older or by the time I grew up, there was never anything. Or mm-hmm. by the time I understood the rules, mm-hmm. you've got to finish that with mm-hmm. a time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing, although there were sort of a lot of small errors. Oh, sorry. I just also want to mention about the tent. I felt it was a bit strange at the end. Mm. When you were talking about the puzzles in general and then you switched to the pastime mm-hmm. to talk about commuting. Now, Maybe that is correct because maybe you've stopped commuting because of coronavirus and you're working from home. Mm-hmm. 
but did feel a bit strange to sort of be talking in the present simple and then suddenly move to the past simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do want to say, though, is that when you actually got to the explanation of what Sudoku is... It was quite good overall, wasn't it? I thought you did a great job because I think it's really hard... Yeah, to explain. Mm-hmm. To explain Sudoku. Like, I think I don't know if I said to you, Nick, but I think my, my biggest teaching achievement ever was teaching my mum how to do Sudoku. And it, <laughs> it, is, it was just complicated to even explain to her the basic concept. But yeah. you said, you know, no number can be repeated. That was all good. But... It started, I've written down, you know, you were a bit muddled at the start. I think it was just the speed. Yeah. I think if you if you slowed down a little bit and just focus more on sort of like that explanation, mm-hmm. I think you do well. But for me right now, I think you're sort of, you're in, you're in the 6.5 danger zone. Yeah. Mostly, I think, because of the speed. Mm-hmm. So another one, just to slow down a little bit. But I think for you, it's, it's less about the pronunciation score. Mm-hmm. And more about these small sort small of like errors, errors yeah. pauses, repetition, because you're not, your flow is lost. I think it's because mm-hmm. of the speed. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on. Let's ha- listen to our second student talking about a puzzle. This time we've got Maria, mm-hmm. who's talking about a jigsaw puzzle. So again, reset. Remember, we're not going to compare students. What do you think is Maria's strongest uh, band and where do you think she could improve? My I'm not an experienced puzzler, but once I did a jigsaw puzzle with my friend. I think it was a 1000 piece puzzle and uh, there was this beautiful landscape, there was a yacht, azure skies and beautiful blue sea. I thought it would be really easy for us to do that. Well, pull out all the pieces, assemble it all together, 20 minutes, Bob's your uncle, done. However, it turned out that the sky and the sea were practically of the same colors. I mean, different shades of blue. Sky blue, turquoise, navy blue. At some point, all the pieces looked absolutely the same to me. And I started freaking out. I thought that, no, we're never going to finish this, so let's just drop it. Let's drop the, the whole thing. But then my friend uh, motivated me. To continue and um, he said that I should visualize how the whole picture will come together as a complete piece of art. Well, I, you know, I soldiered on and um, uh, it was actually therapeutic. I switched off from reality, I concentrated on the blue, <laughs> the sky and the sea and well, it really, I think, helped me to relax in some ways. Uh, while working on this puzzle, I experienced a whole bouquet of feelings. I was excited at the beginning and frust- really frustrated in the middle of it because of this sky blue thing. And by the end we'd done it, I was truly satisfied because I saw the result. We framed it and now this yacht sky blue sea thing <laughs> is on the wall in my friend's country cottage. So every time I look at it, I understand that, yes, I can do stuff and um, assembling a puzzle is a piece of cake. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's Maria with mm-hmm. her puzzle. Um Nice. Well done, Maria, for saying it was a thousand piece puzzle, not a thousand pieces puzzle, Yes, (laughs) which is what we were just discussing. Mm -hmm. The only thing in terms of like topic 
um, specific vocabulary. Maria is obviously a very strong student. Yes. Do you, would you say that we assemble jigsaws? Hmm, that's a tricky one. Not really. This is, I mean, look, for a band seven, band eight, probably it's fine. But yeah. I would say, you know, in terms of a jigsaw, if you are going to just, you know, if you do randomly get this question in the test and you do talk about a jigsaw, what would be a better way of talking about Do jigsaw? a jigsaw, put a jigsaw yeah. together. Put together would be. Yeah, finish a jigsaw, yeah. complete a jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Although I understand that the idea behind assemble, it just doesn't, it's just we don't really collocate that with jigsaws. Really. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. You do it, as Nick said, you complete it, you put it together would be the one Mm -hmm. that I would use most. All right. So obviously Maria is a very strong student. Mm -hmm. So what comments do you think we can give to her to help her improve? I think the main one was, uh, we've had this problem before, overuse of idioms. It is always all of our students. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't... Anytime we get a student, I don't know, Maria, I'm guessing from your name and your pronunciation that you're Russian or somewhere... Mm-hmm. I don't know Ukrainian, but or Kazakhstan, but probably Russian. It seems to be the same thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. This idea of, and it must come from teachers. This idea that you know, the more idioms you can put into your speech, the better. The higher, your, <laughs> yeah, the higher your score is going to be. And I don't, I don't think that's always the case. Now, I think you are a great example of this because I think that there were some idioms that you used extremely well. Yes. So in terms of the ones which sound, and when I mean say you use well, it's because they sounded natural. And they fit into what you were saying. In the flow of speech is what I would yeah. expect to hear, mm-hmm. essentially. So what, I mean, the, the best one for me was mm-hmm. soldiered on. Soldiered on and freaking out. I started freaking out. That's a good one as well. Yeah. That was a very in good the con- one. Very natural. Natural. I would even say, and this is the one that's just about on the edge, mm. but I do think you used it in quite a natural way when you said... You know, I thought we'd do it in 20 minutes. Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you keep that one because it did sound it was, it just was, in about context, natural it was, enough. It was in the right place. Yeah. And I like yeah. that idiom because my, my dad's name's Bob. So anyone one time says, Bob's your uncle. I say, no, he's me dad. Right? <laughs> but at the same time, Maria, there are just some which were just either just not right in context or just idioms I've never heard before or just not yeah just not not really Mm -hmm. not appropriate Mm -hmm. so what were some of the ones that you heard I experienced a whole bouquet of feelings (laughs) (laughs) that was definitely Mm -hmm. the 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 worst of I mean I don't even know do we even say a whole bouquet of feelings I've never heard that expression before just say I experienced a whole range of feelings Mm -hmm. right but definitely that um another one you know I switched off from reality yeah. we never say switched off from reality really, do we because no. it's just i switched off mm-hmm. i got to switch off mm-hmm. um or you could even maybe say i got to switch off from my life or switch off from my job mm-hmm. but, but not, not reality. From reality no because unless you went to like another dimension i guess <laughs> you were still in reality and then the one that i really hated at the end <laughs> was when you just were like assembling a puzzle is a piece of cake I don't know. It's just, it sounds to me, when any, whenever a student says something like that, it's like, you have learnt that idiom for the test, right? Yep. Nobody really uses it. It's not going to stop me giving you a seven. It may not even, if it was the only one, stop me giving an eight. But it is definitely not accelerating your score as you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. Um, it's not increasing. 
it at all. No. I think as well, one thing I want to say about the introduction, I thought the introduction was good because it was a sort of general introduction, but she said, mm-hmm. I'm not a puzzler, which also doesn't really make sense. We we wouldn't call somebody who does puzzles a puzzler. That that wasn't yeah, quite right. Yeah, I agree I with say. you. Yeah, it's probably not right, is it? Mm. I don't know. We'll probably get emails now from people like, I'm part of the Facebook group, English Puzzlers or something, but <laughs> it's not something that I've really heard. It didn't yet. sound very natural at all. To no, me. it doesn't. Um, the only other than small things, you know, I just, oh, well, just to be clear, like, your Lexis is great, right? I think the comments that Nick and I are making are just, you, what, what I always say to students like you is you've got to have confidence mm-hmm. in your Lexis and just trying to to stuff your two minutes you know six idioms is too much in two minutes way anyway too, isn't way, it? way too many yeah nobody would use you know more than two maximum three in that mm-hmm. um time naturally uh the other thing then i would say like small areas you said uh were practically of the same colors we wouldn't say that we'd no. say they were practically the, the same, same colors color mm-hmm. or without yeah singular so not no of pronunciation of Azure. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce that word? Don't know. Azure. Just, yeah, Azure is the right. Is is correct. Is the right. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's just. I had to listen to that twice to understand what. Um, it's not a color that you would ever say in speech, though. Really, is it? No, it was azure. Not, it would say a shade of blue, probably. Yeah, and you did do some lovely shades of blue when you were describing, like in mm-hmm. the sky, when you went through them. Just um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe something we'd write more than speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of grammar, I think there was one time you said, I just drop it instead yeah, of I just it should have been passed it. here. Mm-hmm, it was a mistake, yeah. yeah. So, Maria, you were a very strong student, right? Very I would strong. hope that you would be getting, you know, up to the eights. But if you want to get to that next level, mm-hmm. in the same, same advice that I gave to Anna a few weeks ago, who then went on to get a nine, don't try too hard. Don't try to impress the examiner. Yes. Just I mean, be as natural yeah. as possible natural that is the mm-hmm. if, and i you know i say this so often and i get it right if you're a student you've spent all this time preparing you've got 14 minutes to show the examiner what you can do mm-hmm. i get the 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 temptation mm-hmm. to sort of start throwing out all of these idioms but it is just not natural it isn't right so then let's listen to our final speaker and we have got a waste who is going to talk about chess mm. do you play chess I haven't for a very long time. Played at school. I was terrible. Yeah, me too. Got bored of it. <laughs> but anyway, Awis, I think, is actually... Uh, Awis, I think, is actually quite a good chess player. So let's have a listen. Again, what do you think he does well? Where would you advise him to improve? My IELTS class. What I really enjoyed doing was actually a chess puzzle on the website chess.com it has a lot of chess puzzles on it uh, it's a great way to improve your chess scores i usually do them once or twice a week the person involved moving chess pieces on the board uh, I, I remember there was a knight a queen and a king and the the winning move was actually actually involves sacrificing the queen which is the strongest piece on the chessboard to win the game or checkmate the king this is actually quite interesting because in chess is a game that involves sacrificing pieces i mean all the high level players 
they actually do that a lot because at the end of the day the ultimate goal of chess is to checkmate the king no matter what price you have to pay similarly in that puzzle i had to sacrifice the strongest piece which is the queen and uh, this is that this sort of move is some, not something that usually people look for even try to find because in chess the, the more pieces you lose the more difficult your chances of winning are they, so for me that puzzle was quite interesting and even now when i play chess i constantly remind myself that my goal is not winning the maximum number of pieces from the opposition but it is in fact winning the game and in doing so i have to sacrifice uh, i think this puzzle is also quite similar to the choices we make in our life because we have to sometimes sacrifice something very important to us to look at the bigger picture and i well, actually there are a lot of puzzles like this on every chess website and any chess website you can find but that's it all right so that was a waste what do you think about a waste now very very good overall fantastic yeah i think it's kind of this particular performance i think sometimes shows how maybe ielts knows what they're doing more than we do because <laughs> i have to say that that question to me looks like a horrible question right about mm-hmm. a puzzle but for a waste that was the perfect question for him yep very very he, good answer yeah obviously someone who really likes to play chess and therefore for me the standout was the topic specific vocabulary yep board knight king queen checkmates move pieces all of the sort of stuff that mm-hmm. the language you need to talk about chess and then you know the crowning glory <laughs> this sacrificing a piece to win yeah very good fantastic exactly the way that we describe you know, I, mean, I have to be honest nick my knowledge of chess comes from watching that netflix series the queen's gambit have you seen it i have not seen it i've seen adverts for it but i've okay. not watched it <laughs> i have to say it's very good mm. um so i would say you know in terms of topic specific vocabulary great there were mm-hmm. also some really nice idioms used in context mm. here so you know at the end of the day mm-hmm. that yes. was used perfectly yeah. um no matter what price you have to pay mm-hmm. again great in context idiomatic language maria if you're still listening i hope you are that's all that's the type of thing i'm looking for mm-hmm. that's enough really yeah um yeah also you said like look at the bigger picture that was great mm-hmm. so i would say Topic-specific vocabulary and idiomatic vocabulary was on the nose Mm -hmm. for this one. Mm -hmm. Um, What about pronunciation, Nick? What do you think about that? Very good. Um, Intonation was very good. Sentence intonation was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Pronunciation very clear as well. Overall, I would say. Speed was perfect. Speed was very nice. Yeah, not too fast, not too slow. Just nice and clear. Yeah, that Aisha, that is the speed that we want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same for Sakshi, right? That is the type of um, the speed I think is perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, the other thing I think was really good was how you transitioned from just talking about chess. It, into the sort of broader context. That's sort of a metaphor for life, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, really good. Fantastic. I'm not stuff. sure you could do that with every cue card, but no. I was sitting there thinking, oh, hello, where's he going? This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, amazing way to keep on extending. Yep. The only, I mean, there was a couple of small, small issues. I would say 
you said, you know, my goal is winning the maximum number of pieces. I don't taking think taking the maximum number of pieces. Yeah. yeah. You take pieces in chess. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you can't say the more difficult your chances of winning are. Mm-hmm. Chances of winning aren't difficult or easy. I think it's the the more unlikely yes. your chances yeah. or the lower mm-hmm. your chances of winning are. So mm-hmm. not difficult, but lower or unlikely. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of small mistakes. But overall, great performance. Very strong. I, very strong. I do think his intonation was good. I think like a lot of our male speakers, he could maybe inject inject a little bit. Energy. <laughs> yes, energy and life into that intonation. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit, I would say. And the final thing is, always never finish by saying... And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. I honestly, if you were in my classroom, I'd have gone over and tapped you on the top of the head and said, no, you've just done a fantastic performance. You never just want to say, yeah, and that's it, right? Just have the confidence to stop, mm-hmm. right? Don't do don't do that, all right? Just stop, <laughs> basically. But overall, very good. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think we can have a little bit more energy, um, but I think... Stronger than a seven for me. Yeah. I'd say a 7.5, mm-hmm. maybe even 7.5, possibly an eight, yeah. But yeah, that's just for that part two. Small it's going to depend two. on mm-hmm. the other parts of the test. But well done. I think this was a really great example of how that puzzle question can for some answered. students mm-hmm. can be answered really well. So that is it. That was our feedback. Uh, I think we will do more of this in the future. Probably we'll do some more part three at some point this year, won't we, Nate? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, so if you enjoyed it, as I asked you at the beginning, it would be fantastic if you could like us on Instagram. That is my goal. I'm going to get us to a thousand subscribers by the end of the week by hook or by crook, Nick. Um, and then you can come back next week. I know what we're doing next week. What are we doing? There's a new Cambridge 16 book. Ooh. So I thought we could have a look at the essay questions. Excellent. Take care till then. Bye-bye. Bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember... This is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.